Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday, August 14th. We are back for another episode talking all things FSU, specifically football. Uh, Richie, it is our last, I saw, I just mentioned those on the spaces, last off-season show of the year. Can you believe that? Yeah, man. Here we are, what, 13 days from the season when we take on the Duquesne Dukes. We'll talk about that game. Probably not a whole lot today. Uh, but just excited. I, I love the fact that we have a week zero game. It, it's just that much more exciting. Yeah, it, it does help. I also love, and we're going to talk about the season a lot today with our special guest, but I also love the way we don't, like a lot of times if you go to another game, if you go to your game, you miss all the games on Saturday. Well, with this, there's no good games on a week zero. Like even our game's kind of like, eh, you know, we'll see. But it's another week to just literally sit on my couch and do nothing and watch college football. So should be fun. Should enjoy it. We are joined by Colby Dant, Pick Dundee from the Sports Gambling Podcast, also the college football and basketball experience. Oh, man, how's it going today? Thanks for hanging out with us. Good night, Mike. No, I'm joking. How you guys doing? <laughs> man, we're good. We're good. We were just talking offline. It's an exciting time. You're doing shows for Rice. There's confidence everywhere. Everyone's excited. It's still fun. Uh, it's the best time of year, man. You know, I mean, I, I grew up, uh, you know, I went to East Carolina, so I'm an ECU fan. And there was, we recently got out of some horrible years, man. But even during those horrible years, I had optimism. Maybe, maybe we'll turn the corner this year. <laughs> it's been um, us for about the past half decade. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, you guys had such a great period of time for so long, though. I'll be honest. I'm not mad at you. All right. I'm not like <laughs> you guys. I, I remember I, I grew up in Washington, D.C. And I, I got back then. I, I'm such a an old college football fan. I don't know you, how old you guys are, but we used to get the regional game over like Texas, Oklahoma. And back then there was no pay-per-view. So I would watch Florida State Wake Forest uh, when like Charlie Ward and, 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 you know, Danny Cannell and stuff were there. And they would it would be like 42 nothing at halftime. And I'm like, why do I got to get stuck with this game when there's so many great games on? <laughs> no, no doubt. At this point, though, the season, like, I'm just – I want any kind of football. We're talking about, like, week zero not being, like, the greatest football that happens. But, like, we just want anything and everything. So, we'll see. What are you uh, – well, let me – no, let me ask this. Let me give a quick plug, and then we'll get going. Um Double Fries No Slaw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations, 1818 West Tennessee and 2550 North Monroe. I've got to ask you, have you ever had Guthrie's? I have not. Okay. You need to get on that. I know you're not like located on this side of the world, so it's fine. But if you ever come to the South, if you're ever in like Auburn, Alabama, or Birmingham, um, Athens, Tallahassee, they've got them in Kentucky, Louisiana, like all over. Guthrie's it's basically like the OG Raising Cane's and Zaxby's so it's just better than both of those um no debate like please, please people don't get in my mentions for that but um no it's it's really good it's just greasy fast food chicken tenders but it's great oh I love that I mean I've been I've been to those areas I just don't recall off the top of my head you know I, I spent a good amount of my 20s going around to college football uh, may, may, I might not have been sober, perhaps, and maybe I did try them, but <laughs> either way, I'm going to figure this out. Oh, it's it's good stuff for sure. 
And that's typically the uh, time when most college students are having it. Um, but let's jump right in this. Looking at Florida State's schedule, uh, you know, Florida State enters the season plus 1,600 to win the Atlantic. Um, fourth best odds behind Clemson. Heavy favorite, minus 220. NC State plus 500. Wake plus 750. Uh, surprisingly, Florida State ahead of Louisville on there as well. But before we hop into Florida State and everything, is there – any value on NC State plus 500? Because I, I feel like they're a pretty popular pick or the, a trendy pick if you're not going to pick Clemson. I mean, I, I actually kind of think the other way on NC State. Uh, it seems like everyone loves NC State this offseason. I get it. Devin Leary is, is a very good quarterback, and uh, I know they return a ton of defensive production. But I do think uh, you look back at last year and uh, – I, first off, questionable coaching. They, are, they to me, they overcommitted to the run a lot when they weren't a very good run team. And then uh, they played they, they played a lot of road with backup quarterbacks. I know you guys being one of them. Uh, so I, I thought Florida State. I, I believe I believe that was an injury related. That wasn't just them starting Mackenzie Milton, correct? Yeah, that was. I think Jordan Travis had a flu game actually. Flu situation, yeah. yeah. But but either way, they got Jerkovic without or Boston College without Jerkovic. Even got uh, Van Dyke at Miami, you know, with uh, I think it might have been his first actual start, uh, first or second. Um, but I kind of more on the other side. What's oh, that? they played Jerk. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry. It, and that's their road games. You know what I mean? Like uh, t- traditionally, your road games should be your hardest game of the season. If you're getting uh, you know backup quarterbacks on several games. I do think there's a little bit of fool's gold to NC State, but I'll uh, I'll let you go. I am an ECU guy, so I mean, <laughs> maybe 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 the heart's too close to this one, but uh, but yeah, that's my my take. I'm actually on the under with NC State for for the win total for the season. It's because it seems like everyone loves them. Uh, first off, when's the last time you you saw NC State really live up to hype? I I don't know that I can, not in my lifetime. Yeah, it feels like the years they're supposed to have a really good year, it's, it, it, they kind of fall off. And last year was almost like a surprisingly good year. Uh, I think they were a year early there. But just getting into Florida State's schedule, I'd love to give have you give us, and maybe not the first game here, like a ballpark spread, what you think it might be. And, and then we're just going to go through the whole schedule, see what games Florida State wins, what games Florida State loses. I have a feeling TJ and I might be a little higher uh, just because uh, we're fans. We're getting close to the season. Optimism is there. But just starting with Duquesne, I, we don't need to spend much time on this. I think we all have this as a Florida State win. Yeah. I mean, Duquesne did beat an FBS last year, but, I mean, come on. it's uh, That conference doesn't really pose much of a – they beat a MAC team a year ago, but, I mean – I just got to give him a little bit of credit for beating a Mac team, but no, I'm on Florida state big in this one. So our fans are a little bit scarred from Jacksonville state last year. And so they've, they've asked like, what, what if we lose to Duquesne? Like what happens? So if, so I want to ask that I hate the transitive property, but if Jacksonville state and Duquesne played like last year's Jacksonville state played Duquesne, how, how big would you be on Jacksonville? Like, can you, can you just, I've tried to tell people this, but like, can you try and put those into perspective? Uh, you know, Jacksonville state's been a good FCS program. First off, like kudos to you guys scheduling. They've been very good for, for a while. Now, last year wasn't one of their stronger years, believe it or not. They actually, they actually fired the coach. Rich Rodriguez is their new football coach, but, uh, and Duquesne's decent, but the level of talent at Jacksonville state 
you know, they almost beat Auburn at Auburn one year if they could punt out of the end zone. Uh, they, they, they just get they get players to the NFL. Duquesne very rarely will get a player to the NFL. So the, I do think there's a decent gap. But do, for, for what it's worth, Duquesne was a solid football team last year. You know what I mean? But I, I they had a really good running back a season ago. I think he graduated. So uh, I, I, I think I would probably lay probably 12, 13 points with Jacksonville State playing Duquesne, if that makes sense. Even last year when they were, I believe, five and six. Yeah, and then they, I, I was just gonna say I like I like Duquesne too. Since we're doing since we're doing game by game predictions, I'll just throw it out there so that nobody can yell at me later. You're not picking Duquesne, right? Yeah, yeah. We lose that game, TJ. I'm I'm canceling my flight to New Orleans uh, for the game we're about to talk to now. Uh, Florida State LSU. I think as fans, we really would have loved this game to be in Baton Rouge. It's kind of a bummer. It's in the Superdome. But for the purpose of the game, Florida State sold 30,000 tickets through the school. There might be some more there, so it'll be a less hostile crowd. I think it's better for the team here. I love that Florida State gets a tune-up game. It'll be LSU's first game, new offense, new defense, new quarterback, all of that stuff. Colby, any hope for Florida State in this one? I mean, sure, with the turnover going on there, I mean, I would have liked – I know next year you guys get him in Orlando. I probably would have preferred this year in Orlando next year in, in uh, New Orleans if I were you guys. But, I mean, I do like the fact you get the tune-up game. You know, I think last year, you know, the Jacksonville State game, I, I know that we, we just touched on that, but I do think part of the thing that really hurt you guys was it was the game after Notre Dame and you got your heart broken in overtime against Notre Dame. And sometimes it's tough, especially with a young team, to just – to bounce right back up. Um, so, I mean, I, I think there's a, a shot, but I, I got to be honest, I do think LSU is more talented. I was surprised at the win total that Las Vegas set for the LSU Tigers. I think they're, they're, they're one of my favorite plays on the over. I think they're much more talented, especially their defensive line, and I think that's going to be the big question. And that's really, in my opinion, I know it's gotten better there for you guys, but uh, I know that was an area of weakness for a while there after Fisher left was the offensive line. So uh, the, I think the LSU defensive line is going to be really good. But to be fair, though, I also think the LSU offensive line has some question marks. Um, I do think they're going to go with Jaden Daniels. I know everyone's saying there's four quarterbacks in the mix. Uh, I think Jaden Daniels wouldn't have transferred there and took that NIL. I, I, I would find that very shocking if he was not the starting quarterback, in my opinion. Um, but I mean, it's in new Orleans. So I do think I, I, I would take LSU, but you know, I, I do think what better time to catch them. If you, if you're, you know, I would much rather play them now than in November or even three weeks from now Absolutely. with you get the, the week zero game, you know, uh, I, I think you play them in the best possible spot. So could there be some vulnerability there? Certainly. And wouldn't that be hilarious to see Brian Kelly in his new Southern accent, struggling after uh after one game um i don't know what to do with this game to tell you the truth richie like when we look at it i think the homer in me says that like if florida state was ever gonna steal one just like colby said like you get the tune-up game you don't have to go to baton rouge um I think I kind of like I, I mean maybe I would like Brennan most of all but like I don't know that Jaden Daniels like worries me like I like if, if Travis is healthy I like the quarterback matchup like I like Travis you know um 
don't know. I want to lean Florida State here, but I feel like such a homer. I think I'm going to go LSU on this one. But do you think the – what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you mentioned Jaden Daniels. What are your thoughts on that quarterback matchup? You know, it's interesting with Jaden Daniels. His freshman year, I was really impressed with him. I thought this guy's going to be a stud in the NFL. I really I and and I thought he's kind of regressed last year. I think he had 11 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Um and I I heard the stories, you know, my Arizona State friends told me when he uh when he left for LSU, the locker room rejoiced. So, uh he's a kid from out here in LA. He's uh from Pasadena if memory serves me correct and uh I do think if Brian but here I was surprised he went to Brian Kelly cuz Brian Kelly doesn't have this track record of of great quarterback play in the NFL. Um but NIL I guess speaks. Uh if if done correctly, I think he's extremely talented. Like you know, if he if he's on his game, I think he's really really good. But that, that remains to be seen. He's been very inconsistent throughout his college career so far. Richie, what you got here? Yeah, this might just be the homer, the excitement of going there. Obviously, <laughs> I love we're, it. We're gonna have a massive tailgate, guys. We're we're gonna have probably close to two hundred people there. Go to rolluptnetwork.com and buy your tickets now. All you can eat, all you can drink. We're gonna have Guthrie's there on site. Former players likely showing up. Um, Jameis Winston's probably not gonna be there, guys. I know some of you are asking about that. But His biggest fan will though. Like, <laughs> yes. he at least gets to meet me. Yeah, he turned TJ from a Bucks to a Saints fan somehow, but. I think we're going to leave this game with a W. I really do. I think, you know, Norvell and Kelly, they're somewhat familiar with each other now, right? They've played the, each other the past two years in the opener last year. This will be Kelly's opener. I, I think the fact of where the game is, having that tune-up game, if you stay healthy, I'm going to Florida State. And to Kobe's point, I don't think if we're doing this preseason show and this game was, you know, November 7th, I'd probably pick LSU because I think – like Kobe said, there is a lot of talent there, and Brian Kelly is a really good football coach. I think he has this team. Not many people are going to want to play LSU by the end of the season. Yeah, third time's a charm for Richie. Norvell gets the W. Richie's got us starting out 2-0. Okay, then Florida State gets a bye week. I think this sits up well because having to play – not that they would ever give you like a Sunday, Friday anyway, um, Sunday against Notre Dame, Friday against Louisville, but getting – it's not even a short week, right? You get Louisville on um, 12 days rest because of the Sunday to Friday. Um, Louisville on a Friday night. I would expect that Louisville's a favorite in that game, Colby. Um, I don't think it's going to be insane. I'd say it's between three and five points. I don't know how you have it handicapped right now. But um, Florida State, another slight dog, a team they've struggled with uh, in recent history. My thoughts on Florida State going on the road to take on Louisville here on a Friday night? I mean, I think this is one of the big games of your season and and, and of the Mike Norvell era. Um, you know, I, I do think Mike Norvell, you know, I, I've given him a hard time, but I also think the more that I think about it, I was getting, you know, I was planning out this episode and I was thinking, you know, he did start the COVID year. And I think that's that's an underrated thing for all the coaches that had to start that year. So I, I do think he should get a bit of a pass, but this game is huge. I think with with regards to the, the, the how you're going to play in the Atlantic, this is your your ACC opener, and also for this season. And and I I, I think personally, I think Louisville's a little underrated too. And I, I like call me crazy, guys. I would love to know your guys' take on this. Devin Leary and Van Dyke getting all this hype. Brandon Armstrong and and Malik Cunningham and and like those guys put up monster numbers. And I just feel like even Sam Hartman, like. 
they just got kind of no one's talking about him. And I, Malik Cunningham had over 20 rushing touchdowns a season ago. Uh, I mean, I think the guy's a stud. I, I do have Louisville's a short favorite, but uh, I, de- I definitely think it's a 50. It's it's, it's kind of like the, a 50 50 game for, for you guys. And uh, I don't like how it's how it's in in Louisville. I think so gun to my head, I would probably take Louisville, but I think it's a true 50 50 game. And it's, you're very capable of winning this game. Um, and, and I mean, I, I wish it was in Florida state. I wish it was in Tallahassee. Cause I, I, w- I would love it. I think going on the road, but you get that, that, that extra week, like you alluded to. So uh, anything could happen in this one. I, I actually like your chances in this one better than the LSU game. Yeah. That was going to be my follow up to ask once, once we picked which one you like better. So you stole my thunder for sure. Yeah. I think I'm the same way. Like this truly is a coin flip. Florida State played most of this game last year without Jordan Travis and ended up only losing by one score, had a chance at the end um, with McKenzie Milton driving the team down, and then we threw a pick kind of on an ill-advised throw. But uh, if this was in Tallahassee, I'd, I'd almost say it's not a lock, but I'd feel a lot more comfortable picking FSU. Being on the road, I think that I'm – going Louisville here. I know that doesn't excite a lot of people. Um, I may change my mind after seeing us play LSU and seeing how Louisville plays. Again, tough game the week before where they have to travel to Orlando to play UCF. So I do think that that benefits FSU. Um, I think I've got Louisville. I, I, If I could pick, if there was a way to pick both of these weeks together, I really like Florida State to find a way to get a split, and I'll let Richie pick, and then I'll circle back to you and see what your thoughts are on a split. I really like Florida State to get a split between these two games. I just don't know which one it would be. I don't know how it's going to happen. And if I'm looking at each game individually, like I like the opponent. But I, you know, but at the same time, I almost still like a split more than anything. Richie, what do you think? Yeah, I look at last year's game, right? We only lost by 831 to 23, but I, I think that's a little misleading. I, I Florida State never was really in that. They, they made a push late, but I mean, yeah, I think it was what 31 to 13 at the half. Uh, and it felt like a 31 to 13 at the half type game. Malik Cunningham, uh, you know, we Colby talked about him. He's just a really good college quarterback, probably not an NFL guy, but um, a, borderline elite at the college college level especially in the ACC which has a lot of really good quarterbacks I do have us beating LSU I don't see any way we go 2-0 and in that stretch I hope I'm wrong but I'm taking Louisville and to your point TJ if if you're accurate here and Florida State starts one and two that's really really tough for Mike Norvell and, and it might be his last season if that's the case yeah, we'll talk a little recruiting. Um, I think that Florida State needs to find a way to get a split just based on uh, – we'll talk recruiting a little bit later when when Colby gets off here. But, uh, yeah, I think there are some big commitments happening around that time that if you have beaten an LSU or beaten a Louisville, you, you probably stand a little better chance. If you're one and two, it maybe gets a little bit tougher. So, yeah, I, I think that that's going to be tough. Um, Kobe, what are what are FSU's chances of of pulling a split? And and do you kind of feel like I do, where you're like, ah, I just don't know who they could win again. Like, if you had to put a percentage on them getting to one and one here, what would it be? I mean, I think you're probably right around fifty. I would probably lean a slightly under fifty, but or you know, one and one, you're going to beat Duquesne. I, I'm saying uh, sure. between LSU and Louisville, I I don't think. You, you win at LSU or in New Orleans, but 
it is Kelly's first game, but I just exp- I just think their roster is on a different level right now. Um, as far as Louisville, I think that's that is a a winnable game. I, it can go anyway. Louisville is a very inconsistent team in the Satterfield era, so I, I I it would not surprise me at all if Florida State won that game. Um, uh, so I will say like one and one. I would say like around fifty percent. The fact that it's at Louisville, I might say forty nine percent in that stretch. You know, something like that. Yeah, no, I think you could be really, really close. Like, in fact, I, I'm picking a split. I just don't know where it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. Um, you know, but both those games are super winnable. Like, you know, I think three and zero is probably the least likely, but I think that two and one is, you know, like you just said, almost as likely as one and two. You know, they're they're very, very uh, similar from that perspective. Hey, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, take a quick break, and we'll kind of continue on. Uh, but quick commercial just to say, hey, hit the uh, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. If you don't mind, we really, really do appreciate that. If you're watching on your mobile phone, you just have to swipe down on the chat. You'll see the subscribe button and the thumbs up as well. Um, also want to give a quick shout out to the Gramco, uh, the Gram company, thegramco.com. You can use code DFNS25 to save 25% on all your Delta 8 needs. Everything from pre-rolls, gummies, vapes. Uh, wake and bake coffee. We've got the orange hard candy that's fantastic. Go check out thegramco.com. DFNS25 will save you 25% at checkout. The hard candies are perfect for tailgating. The quick mix is perfect for tailgating. And the, the hard seltzers that they've got coming out next week month, which will be at the tailgate in New Orleans with us, uh, are as fantastic as well. So go check them out today. Appreciate their support. Um, Florida State comes home, Colby, and plays a Boston College team that they had a big lead on last year, um, but ended up not being able to hold on to it. Um, well, they did hold on to it, but it obviously shrunk quite a ton. Ended up winning by three. What do you think about this Boston College team this year? They keep Zay Flowers. They keep uh, Djurkovic. Um, what are your thoughts on this game coming back to Tallahassee? I mean, I like Florida State's chances, but I, I will say this, and this is the question, I think, in general with, with uh, the Atlantic I think the floor is risen uh, as long as Jerkovic's healthy, you know, and, and, and if you've, if you haven't seen like he, I know he played this game in, in Chestnut Hill last year and late, I think the second to last game of the season, but he said that uh, him and Halfley have said that he was like 50%. Like, you know, he had, they had to, to run with him a lot because his arm wasn't as healthy or something. Um, either way, uh, I think I think Florida State should be favored here, but I do think Boston College is going to be a lot better as long as Jerkovic stays healthy. I think he's really talented. I think he's actually one, another guy that's kind of get a little bit slept on when everyone's talking uh, ACC quarterbacks. I think he's he's a, this guy was a big time recruit at Notre Dame, and uh, you know it would not surprise me if if he's and him him and Boston College have a, a much better season this year than than projected. Uh, Flowers turned down a bunch of NIL money. I think Texas and USC were, were uh, to stay, and that says something to me. I know they got him some type of NIL deal, but it couldn't have been couldn't have been USC and Texas good. But uh, so, I mean, I, I got Florida State winning this one, but tread lightly. This is a tough schedule, guys. I'm sure you guys know that, but th- I, I do think this this it would not surprise me if this is twenty to twenty in the fourth quarter. But I I think. It's in Tallahassee. I think Florida State gets the dub here. Yeah, and I think uh, to your point, Kobe, I do think it's a fairly tough schedule because I have this as one of our, you know, easier games, so to speak. Uh, you know, definitely not in the top six. 
Um, but I think it's a game that Florida State has to win. Uh, if you're Mike Norvell, you, this is a must-win game. You cannot continue to keep losing to you know ACC teams that have equal talent of you right now. The, the fans are sick of it, right? And I do think it's a game they can win. You know, Zay Flowers, like you mentioned, he's a phenomenal running back. Um, him staying, kudos to him. I think he's probably a little happier after seeing um, Addison. Apparently his USC NIL deals are not going through right now. I'm not sure what's going on there. But he stayed at BC, and he will be a challenge for us. Uh, in Doak, I, I think we bounce back after a loss in Louisville where uh, TJ will probably be passed out somewhere on the on the bourbon trail. But uh, <laughs> definitely looking forward to it. And I think this is a win, and if it's a loss, it's it's a very concerning loss, even if it's one that you wouldn't be surprised about. Yeah, I think Florida State wins here. I don't think a loss would be shocking by any means, but I just can't pick us to start one and three. And so it, this could have been Clemson, and I no, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> now I think the I think I'm with Colby. I, I don't think that this is just an easy game. Um, you know, if Florida State takes care of business, plays their best game. I mean, yeah, I think they'll they could they could kind of run away with it. But I think this will be a close game. I think that Florida State finds a way to win, kind of like last year, went on the road and found a way to win. They they stay at home, find a way to win, get it back to two and two, or maybe even three and one if they've found that split earlier. But I, I do think they're slightly better. I think that they like they could just go off, right? Like Djokovic could have a great game, Flowers could, but I do think that Florida State's probably a little bit more complete. Probably um, collects themselves after a tough game. I guess you technically get the extra day because the game is on a Friday too. So extra day of prep, extra day of rest and recovery as well. I like Florida State to to find a way to win this one. Um, you yeah, guys get to two and two. You guys, sorry to interrupt, but uh, you guys, Florida State's plus what fifteen hundred to uh to win the Atlantic. I mean, yeah, you guys are a little higher on them than I am, but I, I just think there's a lot of opportunity with Clemson's offense being a question mark. Uh, I think NC State's slightly overrated. Sam Hartman's out for uh, I don't we don't know when. I. Why not if you know place a bet if you're a, a Seminole fan, even if it's a small bet? Because I think there's a lot of carnage that's going to happen within the Atlantic. I, I think it hasn't been this open in a while. I mean, I know last year was pretty open, but besides that, uh, just wanted to throw that out there. Fifteen plus fifteen hundred right now. Yeah, I, I I kind of agree with you on that. Like people have asked me if I can only win one between LSU and Louisville, what would I prefer? And I think that you there's two two answers. Um, but if you could find a way to beat LSU, I think that's great for like national recognition. I think that could be good for recruiting. Uh, I think there's a lot of reasons that could be really big, but the, the caveat to that, the, the, you know, conversely, like if you beat Louisville to start the year and then you get BC, which you should win. And then you get wake without Hartman, you set out three, and zero in the conference. Like you've got a chance to go. I mean, you're, you're most likely going to pick up wins against, we'll talk about it later, BC and Syracuse. And so then it comes down to your last three conference games, which are not easy, right? NC State, not easy. Clemson, not easy. Miami on the road, not easy. But you could be looking at six and two in the conference if you can, you know, say you lose your two in October and you beat Miami. I don't know. I There's there's arguments to both sides. Obviously, it'd be great to just beat both. But I, there's an argument to say that beating that Louisville team is a little more important because then if you do upset NC State or Clemson, you can make a run at Charlotte. And making a run at Charlotte's more important than beating LSU in my mind. Now, if you're going to lose three or four conference games, you probably want that staple win at the beginning of the year. So uh, hindsight will tell you what ended up being more important. Um, 
but I think you make an excellent point there um, for sure. Yeah. And I, it's, it's worth 10 bucks, right? <laughs> Throw 10 yeah. bucks on it. I mean, you're looking at a pretty nice bit. You, you got your beer yeah. money for a night or a nice dinner out. Right. So if you're a big baller, you want to throw, you know, a grand on it, go for it. And the payout could be extreme because last year, you know, yeah, I think Florida state was even in play, you know, with obviously the Clemson game, I think the score was closer than it should have been, but you were legit had the lead in the fourth quarter lost that one, but We'll go to another quarterback that Colby just touched on, Sam Hartman. So obviously, whatever's going on with him, we we hope he's back. We hope he's fine. Maybe just hope I'll he's back, back mid October. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, the week after Florida State, <laughs> because this and this is a game that honestly I, I struggled with because I think Hartman's the better quarterback of the two. He, he just led Wake Forest their best season in school history. Um, but I, I had Florida State beating Wake Forest with Hartman in Tallahassee. So without them. I think it's a must win at that point. If, if you if you lose that game, assuming Hartman's not available, I think that's a major issue. Um, TJ, then we'll go to Colby. Yeah, I probably was leaning FSU here too. Uh, interesting enough, this is the only team that beat Florida State um, by more than one score. Well, I guess Clemson did, but I you know kind of don't don't you know Florida State played them well enough to, for it to be a one score game, and you kind of something fluky at the end. So uh, interesting enough, like really the only team that blew Florida State out and kind of dominated them. But again, I mentioned this on the spaces just before we jumped on here. You like the fight that Florida State had. They were down three scores and had five straight possessions where it was stopped on the 11, got a three and out. Stopped on the one, got another three and out, and then got an interception and couldn't do anything with it. So you legitimately like could have gotten back in that game if you just could have finished and executed a little bit better. I think that without Hartman, you, you're right, Richie. Like This has to be a win. There's no way you can allow a backup to come in and beat you. When you're probably going to be a favorite going into that game anyway, you probably should have won even if Hartman was there. Um, he's going to get his, but you should be able to score on Wake and put up enough points and you're playing at home. So, yeah, it's a must win. Uh, if Hartman's there, obviously a little bit more difficult, but, but I like the Knowles here one way or the other. Uh, Colby? Well, I can tell you this. If Hartman's playing, I, I, I have Wake Forest winning that game, but with him out, I, I do favor Florida State, but Dave Clawson, I think, is one of the best coaches in America. And and I think this offense with Sam Hartman, this is I think it will fly. And I love the fact he went out and hired Brad Lambert at defensive coordinator. Brad Lambert, just uh, uh 2019 and 2020 had I think in 19 he had Marshall's defense as a top 20 defense, and in 20 he had it number one of the nation. And then he jumped to Purdue for one year. Purdue was terrible defensively. He fixed that defense, had it chart, I think in the 30s. Had that Purdue win nine games, I think it was. Uh, that hire is unbelievably good. And 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 people don't know this, but Wake Forest was probably one of the most injured teams in the nation last year. And it looks like they still are this year with, uh, with what's going on with Hartman. But uh, they had like one of their best wide receivers tear his ACL before the season last year. And then one of their best defensive players uh, got out for the year in week one. So I think this team with Hartman, is better than last year's team. Now, uh, I know they lose Beal Smith, but they seem to just have like a running back factory. They really build them up there. But uh, with Hart, without Hartman, I, me not seeing the backup play much, I got to take Florida State. But with Hartman, I, I do disagree with you guys. I think with Hartman, I actually think Wake Forest wins that game. Um, 
we moved from that to, and I think October, I've kind of described it here as hell month, right? With when we thought Hartman would certainly be there, and now it's kind of a question mark. And then you go to Raleigh and then have Clemson coming in, which, again, played Clemson well last year, question marks about their offense. And, and you know, I don't think either one of those games are just an absolute, you know, they're, they're not 2018 where you just knew you were going in, or 2019, 2020, where you just knew you were going in and taking the L. So I'll ask about NC State and Clemson together. Um, Thoughts on those games, Colby, and what's more likely for Florida State to pick up the win? Uh, an NC State team that they played fairly well, but it's in Raleigh. Probably going to be a night game because that's just how the ACC does this. Or uh, Clemson coming back home with, with their question marks. What are your thoughts around those two? I think that's a great question. I mean, on first thought when you when when you, when you were posing that question, I thought, oh, I think I'd rather – I think the chances to beat Clemson are better because it's in Tallahassee. But then part of me is like, NC State. I understand that place does actually have, you know, there's a lot of ACC teams. I feel like Duke, Wake, and, and Boston College and stuff that don't really have tough home environments. NC State actually does bring some fans, but I still don't. I still think it is a place that you can go in and grab a win. Clemson, that we know their defensive line is unbelievably stacked. It's probably the best defensive line in the country, but. I still have questions, and I, I know Dabo on ACC Media Day doubled down on on uh, his quarterback. Uh, I still have questions. I think there's blood in the water with Clemson. They don't. Uh, they not only do they lose their their uh, their coordinators, but they lose some other key pieces. And, and I I kind of don't see these these playmakers that they used to have. Now, could that change? Are they recruiting at a high level? Sure. But I actually think, in the way Florida State played them last year, I think probably gives the team confidence. Florida State had them on the run. I thought they were going to win that game. Uh, I think I think I've favored the Clemson chance. I think hitting the road in college football is always so tough, especially if there's actually a decent crowd, which I think NC State actually does a decent crowd. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say your chances. I like actually better against Clemson. I know everyone's got Clemson in the playoff or top ten or something, but I need to see that offense move because I. I, they they were one of the worst guys. They charted it in the hundreds in, in offense, and if you look at yards per play, uh, it and they lose Brent Venables, maybe the best defensive coach in college football. I I, I just can't all of a sudden say, oh, well, they're going to be Clemson again. Like they had, very rarely do you see an era where I know they had one year with Kelly Bryant, but they went from Deshaun Watson, you know, to Trevor Lawrence with one year of Kelly Bryant, who Kelly Bryant's a very good college quarterback. That's very rare to get that good a quarterback play for that long, uh, unless you're Alabama or something. But uh, I question it. I question it. So I'm going to go ahead and say the Clemson game is more winnable. But both, I think, are winnable. Do you have Do you have both of them as losses, though, if you have to pick? You build us up to bring us down. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would. I, I Like, I would favor the other teams. Like, right now – like, look, I, there's certain things I got to see out of this team. And obviously you lose Jermaine Johnson. Uh, I, there's certain things I got to see from Florida State that I, I don't know. Obviously, you know, Travis healthy and he's shown flashes. If he can take that next step, uh, I really think you guys could be a problem for, for everyone in the Atlantic. But uh, until I see that, much like I'm saying with Clemson's offense, um, 
I can't. I I would favor the other two teams. Yeah, I'm not. I, I can't. I I know it's a Florida State pod. I want to be. I want to be helpful. No, no, we want the real. We want the real. We're, we're, and we we we're try to be homers. honest here. Yeah, we're homers, and I have us zero two in this stretch. Right. I I just think they're both very tough games. Um, the NC State game, but just Raleigh's always a, a house of horrors for Florida State. TJ, was it Demarcus Walker who told us about you know how they just throw bottles, water bottles full of urine at the opposing players when they played there? I think it was Demarcus who told us that, but someone who, who played at Florida State told us that on on the show. Uh, it's just it, it's a tough environment. Shout out Hunter; he's always watches live. He's in the chat right now. NC State guy. Um, yeah, but it, it's two tough games. I, I think one thing to keep an eye on. I believe NC State actually plays Clemson the week before we play um nc state which you know maybe they get a little beat up and, and you catch a break here but I, I just think it's just two tough games in clemson i just i'm not confident we can block them you know the caden lyles being out for the year we found out this week is huge um there's you know other rumors out there that we can't discuss around injuries it's i don't think we're gonna be able to block clemson uh so yeah i got us oh and two in that stretch tj how about you yeah i got oh and two i think i I think I disagree with Colby just a little bit on which one's more winnable. I, he almost convinced me, but I'll go NC State just because of what you just said, Richie. Like, I don't know that it will be able to run the ball or block that defensive line for Clemson. Not that NC State is any kind of slouch or anything, but I, I think that you've got a better chance. Florida State, play, Florida State had 10 guys last year that could not practice all week. Most of them ended up playing. Your starting quarterback didn't end up playing against NC State. And so if, if Jordan's there and Jordan's healthy, and again, best case scenario, you're not playing Hartman there to start October. Um, you know, so maybe that game's not as tough as you, you thought it would be earlier. You can maybe, I'm not trying to go out on a limb and say that you'd be able to rest guys, but Wake Forest is certainly a less physical team. Um, you know, I doesn't doesn't NC State play Clemson the week before they play us? I yeah. could be wrong on that. They do. So yeah. We play Wake. They play Clemson after a tough loss, maybe, you know, or a big win. Either way, it's either a tough loss or a big win that they're going to have. I think NC State, even though it's in Raleigh, you've got a little bit better chance against them because of the defensive line. Um, Leary definitely worries me more, but I thought our defense stood on their heads last year, held NC State to 21 points until um, – you know, we kind of had a bad turnover and gave them a short field in the fourth quarter, and they ended up taking it to 28 and won by 14. But Florida State did everything they could to stick around in that game with so many guys hurt, so many guys with the flu, no starting quarterback. Uh, obviously, they played Clemson very well, too, and had a lead with three minutes to go. But I'd probably lean NC State, but I've got both of these as losses. I, I, I don't think that. I think you're convincing me that I think the NC. <laughs> oh, you almost convinced me. So <laughs> more winnable now than the Clemson game. No. <laughs> Oh man, no, I mean, you almost did the same to me. I was like, man, do I really want to go his way, or <laughs> which way is this going to go? <laughs> oh man, all right. So Florida State most likely goes zero two in that stretch. Does get a bye week, and then the schedule gets fairly easier down, down the stretch. Right? Yes. <laughs> um, Georgia Tech coming to Florida State, one of the worst teams in the conference. Um, any concerns here with Georgia Tech? I mean, you lose Gibbs. I just I, I don't mean to be disrespectful. Florida State has certainly lost games to Georgia Tech the last two times they played them that they shouldn't have lost. Um, any worry here about Florida State beating Georgia Tech back home in Tallahassee? No, I mean, like 
okay, I guess I could paint you a picture if they fire Collins the week before and it's an interim coach and the players love him and they get up. Maybe. Right. Maybe. I, I, I just think they're kind of a mess all over. They got raided in the transfer portal. Um, but I will say this. That it seems like they play Miami and Florida State tougher than the rest of the ACC, in my opinion. Like, when they, yeah. whenever they play Miami and Florida State, it's like always a chippier game than I than – I, Think coming into it, but I, I think Florida State wins. Yeah, I've yeah. got the Noles. Rich, yeah, I got the Noles here. Richie, you go yeah. and then go do the next game. Yeah, just, George Dex just depressing, right? You think about the Marcus Sims fumble at the goal line in 2007. You think about 2015 when I'm in a wedding and we watch the blocked field goal get brought back. Uh, Jeff Sims, who Mike Navarro says, Hey, no, we're good. We don't need you. Comes into Tallahassee and beats us his first game as a true freshman. Not happening this year. I, I feel very confident Florida State wins this game. And if this is one of those games where if you lose this and the season's not going well, uh, you might be firing up the coaching search podcast at that point because that it's it's a game you cannot afford to lose. Um, the one after that. It's going to be tough. Miami, obviously, Florida State jumped out on Miami big last year in Tallahassee. Tyler Van Dyke did not have a very good first half at all, but they were able to storm back. Obviously, fourth and 14 happened. Shout out Jordan Travis, Andrew Parchment. Give us a ton of hope in that one. Uh, let's go, Colby. I, I know we're fighting an uphill battle in this one, so give us your thoughts. Uh, and I guess Miami as a whole this year and then the game specifically. I think they're vulnerable. The only thing is it's the rivalry game and you guys won last year. That's the, and, and Cristobal year one. I don't think this team. So f like, I get it. The, the, the NIL is, is taking effect and Miami is bringing in big time talent, you know, but it's not this season. I think there's some, I think they're vulnerable this year. I look at the wideouts. I don't see, you know, a, a great receiving unit, uh, I, Van, you know, Van Dyke switching to a new offensive coordinator. I know it's Gaddis. He's got a good track record, but it is a brand new, uh, you know, he looked great in, in the other offense, but you're switching coordinators. I think that's always a, a little tough. And uh, another thing is the sophomore jinx. I mean, you played great. You know, you played better than De'Ara yeah. King, but uh, they lost a lot, man. And and I do think Cristobal brought in, they did get some nice transfers, but uh I, I think it might take them a little bit. So I do think this is a winnable game. It's at Miami and you won last year the way you won last year. I would favor Miami, but I do think it is a winnable game. And I don't know, like, I don't think Miami's going to just set the world on fire this year. I don't believe that. Uh, now, maybe once these recruits start coming in, that could be that could be different down the, down the road. But I, I think this year they're kind of going to be what we know Miami to be, which is kind of like, seven and five, eight and four, somewhere even six and six in the realm. Uh, so I, I think it's a winnable game. And, and uh, it, I think a lot of it matters. Like you mentioned is Norvell, you know, it let's, if, if things go South is Norvell coaching these games, you know, like what would be, what would be a disaster scenario? So that's always something to think about when, when betting the, the Florida state over or under for me would be, if they were to pull the plug, knowing that Deion Sanders is out there, where would they pull the plug? Um, but I, I, I think he's going to coach this game, and I, I think he's going to make it through the year. I think he's going to be there next year. But gun to my head, I would say Miami by a field goal. I think I lean there as well. I, you know, kind of same reasons you do. Also, Florida State 
um, got three Tyler Van Dyke turnovers in this game that was able to let them jump out to a big lead. Now, some of Miami's scores kind of late got, got lucky too with you think of the deflected pass and they scored on a fourth down. So you did a pretty good job of, of holding there, but they got the extra play. And so, yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I think I would lean um, Miami here because of that. Again, the way you won, you're going on the road. Um, but I could see this going either way. I think it's Miami by a field goal here. I, I think you honestly will. I don't mean to jump ahead too much, but to kind of give some justification to it, I think you're going to end up splitting with your rivals. And so I, I've got us beating Florida, spoiler alert, and losing to Miami. But if that flipped, I don't think anybody would be like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. You know, I can't believe it went the other way. But I, I think I lean Miami here. But, you know, it's kind of like the Louisville game. You know, if it was at home, I'd take us because it's on the road. It's tougher. Richie, you're going to be a homer on this one, or what do you think? No, I think that's a good point, Homer Road, right? And we have college football fans love giving Miami fans a hard time about the attendance of games and their atmosphere. Listen, when Florida State rolls in there, it is an electric atmosphere. Uh, and, yeah, there's a decent bit of Florida State fans. But Miami fans, they show out to that one game every single year. I remember Willie Taggart's first year. Remember we jumped up to that big lead. And uh, when uh, Redline uh, – Strip sacked Francois. That stadium went nuts, and we still had the lead at the point. But I'm like, that's we, we just blew this somehow. That, that's the game. If you remember, we had the illegal forward pass. That was not an illegal forward pass. I stand by this today. Um, no, I, I think they're a good team. And, and Van Dyke, what we saw last year is the better quarterback out of him and Jordan Travis. I, I think he has a chance to be really good and, and be a really good pro. And I hope Colby's right, and he has a sophomore slump, but. I can't pick Florida State here today. I'd just be lying to y'all. So I'll, I'll say Miami wins this in, in a close one. I'll do the next two games together, and then we'll move to the big one at the end of the year. Um, if you're watching right now, if you're on your mobile device, if you can swipe down, click on subscribe, click the thumbs up. We always appreciate it. If you're watching on the replay, if you're listening on um, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever, um, go hit the YouTube. It's youtube.com slash C slash double fries, no slaw. We would appreciate that. All right. Next couple of games, Syracuse, again, similar to Georgia Tech, not a great team by any means, and Louisiana. Syracuse on the road, Louisiana coming in. Louisiana, obviously, kind of ironic that you play their former coach the week after. Um, I've got Florida State 2-0 in this stretch. I think most fans have Florida State 2-0 in this stretch. To me, it's the easiest road game that we play. Uh, most of the road games we talked about, we're leaning the – uh, road team because it's on the road. I don't worry so much about Syracuse on the road, not to just totally discount them, but I think Florida State's the better team. If they're healthy going into that, they win. also think Louisiana coming in, losing their coach, losing a lot of staff, losing a lot of guys. I like Florida State 2-0 in this stretch. Um, a feel-good stretch for sure. What are your thoughts, Colby? Well, I can tell you this, uh, the you know I host the college fo football experience, and we were doing the Syracuse preview and blindly I was like, oh, I saw the win total. And I'm like, I'm all over the under, but I had forgotten they hired Robert Anai, who I think is one of the most innovating offensive coordinators in football. He was with Brennan Armstrong in UVA last year. Uh, he was with Taysom Hill in BYU. And if you remember, they have uh, Garrett Schrader at quarterback, who is a wide receiver transfer from Mississippi State. Well, he, he played as a freshman as a quarterback with Joe Moorhead, but under Mike Leach, he was a wideout. Uh, I do think their offense with Tucker, that running back and, and a nice ability to take a mobile quarterback 
I think they're going to be better than what we think. I think from an offensive standpoint, Syracuse's offense is going to be very interesting to me. Um, it, it's a tough road trip. I, I got, I got Florida state winning this, but the dome is crazy. They always beat, they missed a field goal to beat Clemson or to, to take Clemson to overtime last year. Um, that, that that's a sneaky game. I feel like it's just, it's sleepy. I feel like everyone that goes there is like, ah, oh, okay, it's Syracuse. But I really do like that a nigh hire. And by me previewing Syracuse, I kind of got excited about the offense. What they brought in, they brought, they also brought in this kid from New Mexico State who's a kind of a Eric Metcalf ish, uh, you know, hybrid. And I'm like, whoa, I could see an eye taking this former wide receiver at, at quarterback and Schrader, Tucker, who we know is a very good running back in the ACC, and that kid, uh, from New Mexico State and them being a problem for a lot of ACC defenses. I'm still taking Florida State, but just heads up. I'm, I'm telling you, I think they might be more fun to watch than we realize. No. Yeah, I, I got to go the Florida State Sorry. here. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, 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 the Louisiana game, questionable hire for me on Desmoreau besides his great name that so's Louisiana. So maybe they just <laughs> – maybe that was just like, hey, we got to hire this guy. Come on. Imagine the billboards. Um but uh, they are the number one talented team as far as recruiting wise in the Sun Belt. You know, even with Napier taking a couple of his guys, um, so there is that angle. They are replacing a quarterback, a running back, uh, some of the offensive line guys. I do like Florida State's chances, but I will say this: if Norvell is gone, just like we saw, you know, with Miami or or the Florida Gators last year, to me, sometimes when you have that change, the team quits on you. So if, if things are going downhill, that's not a team I would want to play if things are going downhill, uh, if, if players are checking out, because I do think they're capable of beating you. But I'm, I'm taking Florida State because uh, I do I do think Louisiana takes a step back with all those players lost and the coach. Richie. Yeah, I, I think it's a 2-0 stretch. I, I do think the Syracuse game could potentially get tricky. Um, you know, just being the week after Miami, right? Whether you win that game or lose that game, it's an emotional battle. You're traveling up to the worst part of uh, New York. And I can say that my dad's from Syracuse. So it's terrible up there. Not much going on. Uh, I just think it's a game. Again, it's one of those ones that if you do lose, if Norville's still the coach at that time, is he afterwards? I don't think so. I, I think Florida State does win this one fairly comfortably. But again, uh, the hangover effect after Miami, whether you win or lose that game is very real. And at this point, like Kobe's mentioned, how the season is going, right? If, if it's just falling off a cliff, it's certainly a game that Syracuse could be favored in. But if it's going well to where, you know, you lose, uh, you know, NC State Clemson back to back and maybe LSU or Louisville, but you've won the rest up to that point, then, yeah, that's a, that's a game you should win. Um, it's tough to predict late season games, but for now, I, I think it's Florida State and I don't think it's that close. Louisiana is kind of same thing. It's a game Florida State should win. I'm going to pick up to go 2-0 in this stretch. But again, if the season is just falling off a cliff, you never know at that point. I, I, see, I, I see people calling me out in the chat for this. All I'm making the case, <laughs> it's, it's like what LSU had the second most players drafted last year, right? I think it was 10 players drafted in the NFL draft. They quit on their coach. They quit on their coach. And all I'm saying is if, if well, they announced they were that he was not coming back. So maybe they quit because of that. They announced that thing late October, early November. Uh, weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, if that happened, uh, like I could totally see, you know, a situation where you lose these games, but obviously like if in a, it's hard to project 
in a vacuum here. But uh, I'll go Florida State to win those things. But that's a perfect example. Ten players drafted. That LSU team way more talented than their record, but they quit. Yeah. I I, I want to follow up on something Richie said, and I understand that the concept of the Miami hangover um, either way, but I think this staff does a fantastic job of getting guys ready for games. They did a great job of that with NC State when you had a bunch of guys out. They did a great job of that with Clemson, keeping them in that game. And then uh, against Boston, a similar situation. You have an emotional game against Miami, and you go on the road immediately to Boston College last year and take a 19-3 to lead in the first half. Now, obviously, you had to hold on uh, in that one for dear life. Um, but really, they should have been up by more than 19. I remember uh, kind of a, a pretty bad uh, call by the officials on an illegal man downfield that, that they re- re- replayed. And um, actually, I thought there was one other call kind of in that first half, like a block with a little waste or something or something weird. Like I thought the team should have had four more points or something than, than that. And so I do think the staff does a really good job of preparing the team. So I don't worry as much about the uh, the hangover from any game. Like I, I think that, you know, you, you, you've seen the staff continually get guys up uh, for games, and and I think they'll do a, a pretty good job when they go up there again. I, I like us two and zero there. Um, really, no matter what the Miami result is, I, I think that there is some credence to if the wheels have come off, uh, which I'm not predicting. I like us in more games than I don't. If the wheels have come off, you could you could see one of these two teams slipping up. But if if things are still kind of going in the right direction, on the right track, I I like us. All right, then we finish the year on a Friday night in Tallahassee. First time ever this game's on a Friday. Kind of interesting. Some people love it. Some people hate it. I love it so I can watch all the games on Saturday and not have to miss it because I'm at the game. Um, but Florida State, Florida to end the year. Um, I'll just be – I'll say it. I, I like the Knowles in this game. I thought that last year um, – I thought you saw Florida – people always say like, oh, we had no coach or the team had quit. Florida's team was bad against Sanford last year, and, and it looks like they it looked like they were going to lose that game. Defense didn't give a crap. Um they were bad against South Carolina. They certainly quit that game. But they fired Mullen, and I think they found something, and they did play hard for that staff. And so I certainly question Florida's effort level before that game. I do not – if you watch that game, Florida wasn't didn't quit, right? Florida was playing hard, wanted that win, went out and, and earned it and got it. Uh, Florida State was very close, though. Like, without a muffed punt, I think the Noles probably end up winning that game. I think if Jordan Travis doesn't miss three series, they probably end up winning that game. Uh, there's injury concerns around Travis. There's injury concerns around Anthony Richardson. I think he's a phenomenally talented, athletic kid. I'm not as high up on the Heisman hype. I don't know if you have a, a thought on you know the Anthony Richardson Heisman train or not, but um, I like this to be a close game. I think Florida State and Florida are in very similar situations um, as far as a talent perspective, and I think that Florida State – it's at home. You lost by three last year. If you could stay healthy, I, I like the Knowles to get this win. Uh, I know which way Richie's going to pick, so I'll let him go first, and then I'll let Kobe finish this off here. Yeah, it's and uh, honestly, if either starting quarterback is out of this game, whether it's AR fifteen or Jordan Travis, I, I think that's you know you pick the team that has their starter available. Uh, I, I do like Florida's offensive line. I think they're going to be able to run the ball well, but I love our defensive line. Um, obviously, we lost Jermaine Johnson, Keir Thomas. Jared Verse enters from Albany. I think he's going to have a phenomenal year for us. Uh, I, I think a lot of teams are going to have trouble running up the middle on us, right? And, and if that's going to be a strength for Florida, I'd like our chances. 
Um, if this game were in Gainesville, I'd probably pick Florida being in Tallahassee Black Friday. I'm okay with it too. I, I, I prefer like a Saturday 3.30 vibes, but I'm, I'm not mad at the Friday night game, but I'll, I'll take Florida State here. Uh, Colby, tell us why Florida's going to win. <laughs> uh, look, you make a lot of great points. And, and the more I dive into the Florida Gators, the more I'm quite, I question how good this team actually is, right? The defensive line seems very shaky. Uh, the wide receivers seem very shaky. Uh, Napier higher seems very shaky. You go back and look at what he did in Louisiana, like being the most talented team in the Sun Belt, a lot of close wins against like U- uh, ULM or South Alabama. And you're sitting there saying, man, he's jumping up to face power five competition now. I don't know. You know, uh, I, I get it. He's got ties to Saban, all this stuff. But uh, Anthony Richardson is the guy I don't feel comfortable with the Heisman hype because I haven't. I know he's extremely talented, but I have yet to see him. He looked a little shaky to me in, in his performances last year. So until I see otherwise, I, I, I'm not just going to. And Dan Mullen's a quarterback guru. You know, what I mean, if anything, you would think he would be playing better with that. But. Uh, I still think Florida is a little more talented than Florida state, but you know what? I could totally see an upset here. Give me, give me the knolls. Give me the knolls to get the there go. in the water with, 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 <laughs> with the alligators there. So uh, g- give me uh give me a Florida state upset here. Love it. Colby. I like it. Uh, I like it. Yeah. TJ. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to, so I wanted to follow up on that and, and just talk about Florida season in general. I think they've got some tough games. I think that Utah is a tough game to have to start with. You talked about sort of what makes Florida State LSU a good thing for us. I mean, Utah returns a lot of talent and um, a 10-win team that should have been Ohio State had their quarterback not gone down in the Rose Bowl. Um, Utah week one, Kentucky week two. A lot of people say the best quarterback in the in the league coming to the Swamp. Um, they get a, a cupcake in USF, but then they got to go to Tennessee, who people are really high on. People seem to be high on Tennessee because of the way they finish every year. And then, you know, they, they start out 0-5 and, and finish 7-5. and But uh, they, they get another cupcake against Eastern Washington. And then they've got, like, we've got a hell month. They've got a hell month where they have LSU, Georgia, and A&M in three games. Um, yeah, second half of their schedule, I think, is easier, too. But they lost to Missouri last year. They lost to South Carolina last year uh, by about a million. Uh, and then they play Florida State on the road. So what are you just, you know, kind of keeping an eye on the rival? What, what are your thoughts on Florida in general? Where, where do you kind of have them finishing the year? Obviously, Napers are hot on the trail right now, but uh, is that kind of kind of come crashing down if they go seven and five, six and six? That's a great point. And, uh, you know, I, I thought the, the, the hire was interesting. I, it didn't. Uh, I know that Napier was super pissed that he didn't get to go. He wanted to go. He thought LSU would come calling. LSU never came calling. Uh I would like to see personally, I would have liked to see Napier at Louisiana another year to see, you know, to, for me to really buy in on it. Um, I, I kind of think they're going to be struggling this year. I think maybe next year, you know, once R- Richardson really gets to a grasp of that offense, perhaps, but I, I, I think they're probably going to finish third, fourth in the sec East to me. Um, cause I just think they don't have, when I look at the roster, I don't see the difference makers. Now I, I think the secondary is in decent shape. Uh, but yeah, the defense had problems last year. I think some of that was to quitting. I know they didn't quit in the Florida state game, but they quit in some other ones. Uh, 
And and I, I just think they're kind of going to be like a seven and five team, kind of like what they were a year ago, maybe six and six. And uh, I, I do think there's blood in the water. And I think Norvell, could, if he can capitalize on that, I, I think that's a great opportunity for them. So that's what's so interesting about this season, guys, is I think there's a little bit of blood in the water with Clemson. You know, I know that everyone says, hey, the defensive line, but with between Clemson and Florida, I I think those games that were penciled in is for sure losses and the fact you get both of them in Tallahassee, Norvell, the opportunity is there for Mike Norvell to really run away with this thing. And and it's must-watch TV for me every week. So uh, I hope that answers your question on the Gators. I, I, I have a lot of question marks, more so than pretty much short of uh, Vanderbilt and Missouri. I have more question marks with Florida than I do Tennessee uh, and, and even South Carolina to a certain extent. Do you like Utah in that opener? I do, but I get concerned about it. It's the swamp, and I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, guys, I've spent a decent amount of time in, in, in Utah. Going to Florida in that heat, I don't know that they're ready for that. Uh, like, yeah. especially what is that September first? Uh, what what is it going to be with the humidity? Those kids, I don't know that they've ever seen anything like that unless they were recruited from Florida. Uh, so you said I said that I, about Boise State a few years ago, and uh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, but I, I I think Utah is a really good team. I I have Utah winning that one. But I do expect that to be – it's kind of a toss-up game, and I think the Swamp could give them the fact that environment. You know, I, I feel like that's always an underrated element of college football when you look at the schedules is a tough road environment. Uh, I, I, I think that that can really win you a lot of game, a lot more games than you think. You know, even, even Syracuse. You look at Syracuse and say, uh, you know, you go through their past like five years. And you'll see wins there. You're like, how the hell did they get? How did Syracuse beat this team? Yeah. Because it's a weird environment. But the fans show up for it, and it's it's weird. It's it's sleepy. So, uh, I, yeah, that Utah Florida game though, awesome. Can't wait for it. Uh, I got Utah by a field goal, but I, I, I tread lightly. Yeah, I think that's one that's very hard to cap, very hard to pick, just because of what you just said. I mean, Utah on a neutral field in the middle of October, I I feel pretty comfortable with them. Um, winning. I don't know about week one in the swamp when you know everybody for Florida should be healthy. Like, right? Like, you, you don't have any concerns about uh, Richardson being out or anything like that. So, um, Colby Dant, thank you so much for hanging out. Tell the people where they can follow you, your podcast, your way, you know, like anything you want to plug. Take some time. And uh, if you guys have enjoyed Colby on here, let's let's give him some love and uh, let's get, get you hooked up with some folks. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Always fun to talk to talk football and, and or, or anything really sports related with Florida State. Uh, but I, I host the College Football Experience. It's part of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Um, check any of us out. You know, if you're an NFL fan, we're going through all 32 teams with the Sports Gambling Podcast. If you're college football, we're going through all 131. We do it every year. Well, 130 this year, 131 because James Madison. Uh, we also do it with college basketball. I'm mean, very excited for the Florida State college basketball season as well. Uh, so check us out. College basketball experience, college football experience, sports gambling podcast. We just had Pat McAfee on the show and, uh, Mike Leach is always on the show. He's a, he's a good friend of ours. Uh, so check us out. I think you'll dig it and, uh, appreciate you guys letting me come on and, uh, rattle off, uh, you know, why, uh, why some teams, why my Sam Hartman, I got a lot of hate on the, on the, on the wake forest. Thing. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. And, uh, always a pleasure guys. We appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for hanging out. We'll have to have you back on to talk a little basketball because uh, I know Richie's Richie will do a preview show at some point uh, this year, and 
we'll have to get you back for that to talk a little FSU hoops. Hell yeah, let's go. And, and look, I'm rooting for you guys. All right. I'm rooting for you. I told you guys you that. You tell everybody that. You tell everybody that, though. <laughs> no, NC okay. State right. would not get that. NC State would not get that. Right. <laughs> All right. Just so you know, East Carolina upset NC State in the 90s or, or 90s or early 2000s. And we tore down their goalposts at their stadium in Raleigh. <laughs> And their athletic director suspended playing us for like 15 years, right? Because of, uh, all right. So, I mean, it's personal with it, with NC state, but, uh, and watch out at ECU gets NC state week one in Greenville. Let's go guys. And I don't say it for everybody. We're cheering for you. We're cheering for you guys there too. We sorry, Hunter, but yeah, we're cheering for you guys. So Kobe, I, thank you. Can I ask one more thing? Do you think what, what is the, the pulse on the Deion Sanders around Tallahassee? What like, is that a distraction? I, I honestly want to know because uh, a friend of mine was the athletic director at TCU. He interviewed him, right? And he, and he told me afterwards, he's like, I think I, I didn't hire him, but I think he's going to be a Power 5 head coach in the next year or two. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's a tough one. I think that Florida State, um, there would be a conversation. Is, is my gut feeling with the people I've talked with. I, I think there would be a conversation. There's way too much noise and there's way too much going on without it. I think that there's a better chance if, if Florida State goes six and six this year and wins the bowl game, I think Mike's staying around, right? Like I don't, I, I personally don't think he gets fired. Me and Richie, you know, kind of disagree on that a little bit. Um, but I think at six and six, he wins the bowl game, seven and six. I think he stays, right? Still two game improvement from last year. Then if Florida State goes like five and seven or six and six the next year, I think that's when you get the axe. I think there would be a better chance for Dion getting hired then because you just have a little more time, a little more track record, a little bit more like, okay, what's he do with Jackson State over that two-year period? If we go four and eight this year and they cut cut bay, I don't think that they would make the move on Dion that fast. I think a team like Louisville where there have been rumors around it, I think he could go power five. I think he could make that jump. I don't know if Florida state would be willing to make that jump this year, uh, but I do think a conversation would happen. I, you know, I don't know if it'd be a formal interview, right? Like you don't ever interview for a job unless you're taking it. Right. It's kind of the old adage, but I think a conversation would happen. I don't, I would lean toward not hiring him this year. If Norvell get got fired after 2023, I'd, have to revisit it, but I'd feel stronger about it. Richie, I don't know if you have a much different take than that or not, but just yeah. again, I, I had like really deep conversations with people about it, but it's not, but I wouldn't say it's a distraction right now. It's a distraction to the fan base. Nobody internally is distracted by it at all. Yeah, I'd say there's a, there's actually a large percentage, not a majority, but a large percentage of the Florida State fan base who wants Mike Norville fired today to hire Deion Sanders. Uh, I don't know. I, I think the best. It's like 13%. It's like 13%. Would be it's it's a, it's a vocal amount, but it, it, I think the best thing Florida state would have been if he had gotten that job at TCU. Right. And let him prove himself there for a few years. And if Norvell doesn't work out, then it's a much easier sell. I think it's tough when you've hired, you know, Willie Tiger wasn't a group of five head coach, but you know, one year at Oregon and then you hire from Memphis are you going to go to Jackson State? We know he can recruit. Everyone remembers Travis Hunter, right? That was the worst day of, of all time. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at the hire if 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 Norvell to get fired and that's where they went. I think I'd be a little surprised if it happened this year because, like TJ said, it's still a little too early. We know he can recruit, but the right guy can recruit at Florida State, right? If if he have the ties, if he has the ties to the South, I, I think the right guy is going to be able to land top classes regardless. 
but I, I just don't think that's going to happen within the next two years, if, if I had to guess. Okay. I wanted your insight. I know South Florida might have a job open. Dion's from not far from Tampa. Maybe that's where he got. Would he take that? Would he take that is the question. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Colby. I Thanks, live in Colby. Tampa, so that'd be a cool one for me. I'd be all about. I'd, <laughs> I'd be all about. That'd be a fun one. So my wife graduated from there, so that'd be a ton of fun. So, Colby, we appreciate you, my man. Anytime. Take care, guys. Take care. Have buddy. a good one. Colby Dant of the Sports Gambling Podcast, the college football, college basketball experience. Appreciate him hanging out. Appreciate him um, for chatting with us today. And um, again, if you missed any part of that, we're live right now, but obviously you can back up once the once the stream is over and and check that out for sure. Um, so what, what was our overall records? Maybe I, did we even, did we even get that? Like, did he have a six and six? I think he was at six and six. Let Harlan tell us what he was at. I, I was at eight and four. So I had the, uh, the losses to Louisville, NC state, um, Clemson in Miami and winning the other eight games. Yeah. So, so he had losses. Um, if you just joined us, I won't even make you go back and listen. LSU, Louisville, NC state, Clemson, Miami, and then we'll see on Wake Forest, depending on if they end up uh, having Hartman or not. So yeah, seven and five or six and six. I've got I've got seven and five either way, right? And then I've got an eighth win in the bowl if they go seven and five. I said this on the spaces as well. I think eight wins is a lock. Seven and five, you win your bowl game. Eight and four, you lose your bowl game. So eight eight wins is my absolute lock for this team. We'll see. I do think Hartman makes things more difficult in that weight game, but we'll kind of see. If Florida State can find a way to split with their rivals and split with LSU Louisville, eight and four is 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 what I'm looking at uh, for the season. Um, we had a couple other things. We've been on for a little while. We talked on a lot of these things on the spaces. Uh, Rich, you want me to do a quick around the – let's give some garnet and gold love, and then I'll do a quick around the horn with just some news and notes, and we'll get out of here. Um, yeah, sounds good, man. Garden Gold, GardenGold.com. Hey, guys, season is less than two weeks away. You need to hurry up and order your stuff, not because their shipping is not incredible, that it's not, you know, super fast, super great customer service, but because stuff is selling out. There is excitement, there is hype, and you need to go get stuff before it runs out. They released a vault polo that sold out in like a day or two. You can use code NOSLAW, N-O-S-L-A-W, at GardenGold.com. Don't support fanatics. Don't support alumni hall. That money doesn't go back to help Florida state. Like this money does Florida state family owned and operated. They give back to the boosters. They give back to NIL. They've hired thousands of Florida state students over the years. Garnengold.com. No slot N O S L A W to save 15% on your order. You can pick it up locally. If you're in Tallahassee, which will save you the shipping cost or, if you are going up for Duquesne, um, you can set it for in-store shipping there. Or if you're rich like Richie and Harlan, you can get $75 worth of stuff and you get free shipping in that situation anyway. So gardengold.com, no slaw to save 15% on your order. A couple of just real quick news and notes. Caden Lyles announced this week out for the season due to an injury, likely brings to an end his football career. Uh, we'll keep that monitored but i think that was kind of alluded to referenced in his post wish the very best for him i've interacted with him a couple of times over the last few weeks not since the injury but great kid works really really hard love what he was doing and, and hate that he's not able to play this year florida state practiced at unf for a few days this week seems like things were really good in jacksonville jordan travis and the offense looked really really good on the first day of practice and so you'd like to see him of course take another step forward 
and be able to uh, put it all together this year. Scrimmage was closed last night. I just did an hour and 10 minute long spaces before this talking about the scrimmage. Um, some names that were highlighted there were Sam McCall on special teams, Jamie Robinson on defense, and Johnny Wilson on offense. Uh, backups got a lot of play there on the uh, in the quarterback position, but go back go back and check out the spaces on that. I don't want to do another hour on on uh, on the, <laughs> the scrimmage. You can just go check that out. Hikey Williams, five star wide receiver, set a uh, commitment date for nine twenty three. We've mentioned this and said it several times, but Florida State, if they can get to two and one there, I feel really good. If they're one and two when he commits, I don't feel as good. So fingers crossed there that Florida State can find some wins and uh, pick up a big big commit in five-star Hakeem Williams. Uh, defensive lineman Tavion Gadsden committed to Florida State out of Savannah, Georgia, beat out UGA, Tennessee, and Kentucky for him. So stuff three SEC coaches in a locker for three-star Tavion Gadsden. We did a Spaces. It's up on our YouTube for that commitment where we talked about him, and we also broke down that commitment uh, for you guys. Florida State should be in a good position to pick up Kenton Kirkland um, tomorrow at uh, – uh, during his commitment going up against Kentucky there. I know that we've had some struggles against Kentucky in the DB room, but I do feel good about Florida state. Steve Whitfong of um, those two, uh, I'm sorry, of CBS sports, the two, four, seven network also put in a crystal ball there. Um, so we'll see, but I do feel good about Kirkland. Um, do you think that that's a position that Florida state will end up closing on? If so, we'll probably do a spaces and talk about it. So stay tuned for that. If you're watching, if you're listening, swipe down in the chat. If you are on, um, was it your phone? Hit the subscribe button. If you're listening over there underneath Richie, There's if you're on your computer, there is a subscribe button. Smash that. Hit the like button. Appreciate you guys' support. Appreciate all that. You can follow us on social media. It's Double Fries Pod everywhere. You got just everything. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Twitter, of course. Hit us up. I'm happy to interact. Appreciate all the comments in the chat. I think on a normal show, we probably get to more comments, but with a guest on, we really tried to focus and chat with him. But love the interaction. Tried to vary some things up and change them a little bit for you guys today. Appreciate the support. Richie, you got any shout-outs or anything before we get out of here? Uh, nothing on my end. It just uh, excited. Like you said, next week we will be uh, six days from the opener up in Tallahassee. Guys, uh, join Rising Spear. Hop on the, that train and, and come tailgate with TJ and his daughter. Like I said, we'll have some other athletes there. And um, Oh, yeah, shout-out Mudge. Someone asked her who what her favorite podcast was on Instagram, and she shouted us out. I'm the one who asked her, but I'll still take it. One of my favorite athletes on campus. Yeah, Mudge is amazing. Our softball team is so great. Mudge is yeah. amazing. Uh, Michaela was on the spaces the other day. She's amazing. Uh, I love our I love our softball team, but you know I, I'm excited for you know all of our athletes to be back. Volleyball starts up soon. Um, soccer starts up soon so and then obviously football is 13 days away so appreciate you guys if you tuned in if you listened if you watched the replay however you got this content we certainly do appreciate it again like and subscribe support our sponsors guthrie's gramco and garnet gold i guess you have to have a g name to be a sponsor on here but uh that's actually not true we've got some more stuff coming up here uh here soon to, to announce and partnerships that we're excited for. Uh, I guess I'll give this plug. If you are looking for a little bit of exposure for your business, your company, your brand, whatever you've got going on, or you just want us to shout out your Twitter account, hit us up in the DMS and we're happy to try and work with you. We, we support Knowles on this show. And so if you have something that's worth promoting and needs promoting, hit us up and we're happy to help out Richie. I will see you. Oh, we might have a pop-up this week. We'll see. We'll see kind of what goes on. Might have a pop-up this week. If not, the next time we're here, the next Sunday we're here, it's going to be game week and we're excited for it. So thank you guys again for hanging out. We will see you next time. Go Knowles.